It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Laura Beth Wells. Welcome back, Laura Beth. Glad to be back. So delighted that you're here, filling in for my friend Catherine Frady, who is off at Opera Louisiane, doing Opera Louisiane things. I love it. Yeah, she's uh, took on Sing an, out, Louise. an additional job. In addition to running Marble City Opera in Knoxville, she now runs Opera Louisiane <laughs> in Baton Rouge. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, but if Catherine were here, she, like me, would tell you to thank you for uh, sharing, liking, and subscribing, especially to our YouTube channel. You are right on it. Uh, Frady is Don't gonna give be, me a prop. Frady is going to be... <laughs> I gave Laura some business, as we say in the... In the <laughs> Here, I'll give you some business over here, <laughs> as we say in show business, uh, to subscribe and get the notifications on our YouTube channel. We do appreciate that very much. We also appreciate you supporting us uh, by way of our merchandise. I love the beach towel. It's so soft and silky smooth, and I always get it upside down, so I'm going to have to just, I'm going to leave it on your side beach of the table. Towel. Maybe. It was the less popular um, Beach Boys band. Yes, they were a cover band of the Beach Boys. They just had songs like Help Me Rhoda. The cover band, the towel, get it? <laughs> Help Me Rhoda. <laughs> I get a square. <laughs> Can you spare a square? <laughs> we'll have uh, an okay, okay, okay time. <laughs> so fun, fun, fun. All right, don't get me started. All right, here we go. Um, anyway. Up in my hallway. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Brian Wilson is coming to the Tennessee Theater, and he's also going to ETSU. They have a theater up there, like uh, on the same leg of the tour, you know, a couple of days apart. And uh, PBS has some uh, Brian Wilson show that I missed when it was on, but I've got the passport, so I can watch it whenever, if you're into Beach Boys and Brian Wilson-y stuff. I think think he's at the Tennessee Theater on September 21st, if my savant-like memory is accurate. (laughs) Okay, well... So, um, I just drank my water too fast. You talk for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Roadhouse. <laughs> what's, uh, is that a Patrick Swayze movie? Yes. <laughs> That's what this like, my husband David and I. This is sort of a running gag in our house. Anytime you can't think of anything, or if like something happens, you draw. You, like really, any situation, yeah. you just go Roadhouse. Well, tell us about your fine husband, David. Um, he's a pal. And yeah. I enjoy uh, one of my fondest memories of show business in Knoxville is getting to do a show with the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra starring David Crawford. Mm-hmm. Where he's he, an opera singer. He's an opera singer, and he was in this show, and I was the radio announcer at the front of it. And I'm, I was so excited because I saw on their notes when they were planning it radio announcer, someone like a Frank Murphy. <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't you just get the actual guy? And that's what they decided <laughs> to do. And they needed someone with David's beautiful, resonant voice to uh, uh, sing. They did a uh, like a World War II flashback, you know, song. You know, yes, I'll be home for that. Christmas. Or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It was the Christmas. Um, it was the Clayton uh, holiday concert. Yeah, um, and maybe about almost five years ago now, but probably maybe twenty eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there. And uh, I, I was one of my highlights. I just loved it because I got a dressing room next to David's, and you got to hear him warm up. I got to hear him warm up. I got to watch him eat his potato chip. <laughs> For it to lubricate the voice. Yes, yes, to yes. Drink, drink his solitary beer, to relax the voice after the show. Exactly, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, no, he's an opera singer, um, and uh, he loves nothing more than teasing you about Billy Joel. He hates Billy oh, Joel. He razzes um, me. I mean, I love it. To, I, 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 
feel bad playing the Billy Joel song so now much. Now he's gotten on the into radio, your head. <laughs> but he's gotten into my head that I can't play a Billy Joel song on the radio without expecting a text <laughs> from David Crawford of the Metropolitan Opera. I'm like, what? This guy who knows a thing or two about music is texting me, why are you playing so much Billy Joel? Why are you playing. <laughs> And he can be, he has this sort of deep, well, he can be sort of threatening. Yes. Without, without, without meaning to. The whole first, like, six months we dated, I was like, oh, he's so mean. And like, no, he's not mean. He just sounds mean because he has a deep voice. But it comes in handy. Oh, like, yes. I make, he's the person that I make, like, talk to people on the phone. Like, if I want to get something done. Oh, like, I bet. Because he, oh, yeah. he can get um, customer service people. To, well, here's to, one of my David Crawford impressions. Well. Is yes, David, about the plot of whatever opera it is. It's just. It's not about the day nothing happened, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll, he'll call up and say, why are you playing so much Billy Joel? Like, oh. But I do have a theory, and David, this is for you, because I'm assuming this is the episode you're going to watch. <laughs> um, my theory is that there's an oldie station or a classic hits station in New York, WCBS. Uh-huh. Scott Shannon, you know, 101.1, I think, whatever it is, WCBS-FM. And it has become, over the years, the preeminent um, oldies slash classic hit station in, a, in the country. So the ch- songs that they choose to play or not play have an effect on everybody else because mm-hmm. not everybody can afford to do the research that WCBS does. But my theory is that when it comes to Billy Joel, WCBS throws the research out the window and they figure, well, he's the local guy. We'll just it'd be like it'd be like the station I work on playing an extra Dolly Parton song or two, which we do. We play Jolene and. And a nine to five, you know, which is not really in the in the normal repertoire for. But it's Dolly. Yeah, but it's Dolly, you know. So I think they must think the same way in New York, you know. Ah, you know, this song moving out, it's not very good, but <laughs> it's Billy. Just put it on, you know. We'll, just, we'll, we'll only, you know, what we'll do. We'll, we'll moderate. We'll only play, play Billy Joel once an hour, instead of. <laughs> Maybe once every 45 minutes, because, you know. And then, and yeah, just, no, 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 hometown guy. No, that makes sense. So I think uh, other stations around the country, in fact, I know that some other stations around the country, are, will look at that station or look at K-Earth 101 in Los Angeles and think, hmm, they seem to be playing these songs more frequently. Let's play those. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but no one listens to me. They just want to play more Billy Joel. They want to play more Billy Joel, which, oddly enough, I love Billy Joel. Do you? I love because you want to be in the show, move it out. Well, <laughs> there's another. There's a. There's a, a musical that that has Billy Joel music in it. And That's it's the a one, musical, isn't it? Well, no, well, yeah. But there's a musical called Contact, oh. which David thought was a musical version of that movie Contact. Oh, about the first uh, the, the aliens, the aliens, yeah, yeah, which yeah. it's not at all. It's a. It's actually a. It's a fully choreographed through. There's no. Is singing it about an all. ophthalmologist? <laughs> no. <laughs> I put a lens in your eye. <laughs> but it's fully danced through. It. The, the the woman in the yellow dress is sort of a famous track from okay. that. But it's set to be... But, but, um, uh, but that's Billy another... But that's a funny thing about our relationship is that I love Billy Joel. And so sometimes, because like with the Spotify, like if yeah. you're on the, the phone and another device pops on, it'll I'll purposefully like turn mine on and put... Because if I know he's listening to it, I'll... Put, well, I, I got a I like text. To, I got a text from him that. about you were listening to something on a car drive. And it was like... He's asking me to explain. Uh, you you know this. Um, there was some you were listening to some on uh, online stream mm-hmm. that you were not expecting to hear Billy Joel. Oh, it's Queen, the Queen Station. Or you should, you know, all right, on the Queen Station, you should get nothing but Queen songs. There's enough to go around. There's plenty of Queen songs. Why do you need to inject a Billy Joel song into that? And if you're going to inject a Billy Joel, I mean a, a different artist in there, wouldn't you pick 
Elton John? <laughs> David Bowie? But like within Some an other... hour, there were like four Billy Joel songs on you the see, Queen station. On the my theory is if you're playing Queen, then any other artist should at least meet the flamboyant British criteria. You know, <laughs> you think? how does Billy Joel... Maybe like singer-songwriter, play the piano while I sing May- is the time. Ah. Do you think it's cruel of me to laugh every time I see the Billy Joel meme where it shows him at one of the stadium shows playing the piano and the harmonica at the same time, and they do a split screen with um, Darth Vader with his helmet off? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I gotta find that. So Billy today. Joel, because the lighting is terrible, right? He's like backlit. <laughs> he's, his, his bald head is sweating and glistening, and he's, he's at the piano, so his arms are like this, and he's got the, the, the thing, the mouthpiece with the harmonica. <laughs> And it's a terrible picture of Billy Joel. It's a it's a very unflattering picture of Billy sure, Joel. Sure, like the angled, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's it's you know old Anakin at the end of whatever the third oh, Star my. whatever Star Wars movie is where they take his head off and he's like he can't breathe. That's and he's got terrible. the pale looks like uh, you know the old um, Mister Freeze from Batman. You know that's uh, oh I'll have to find yeah. that. No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that uh, anyway. So that's our that's our Billy Joel chunk. Um, <laughs> And to all you Billy Joel's fans out there, I'm so sorry. So but sorry. I love Billy so Joel. So sorry. I think sorry. Um, now, I, have, um, I enjoy Elvis, but I'm like, I think we talked about last week when you were here, that my music um, tastes have holes in them. So when I like an artist like an Elvis, who died before I cared, mm-hmm. um, it's because I've grown to appreciate him after the fact. And frankly, what made me interested in Elvis is I worked on radio shows that liked making fun of Elvis. So during you know the eighties, we would t- joke about his extravagance and his mm-hmm. thirty-one uh, items on his shopping list that he always had to have on hand at Graceland around the clock. So whether it was his phenomenal laxative gum, or whether it was his you know, Pepsi Cola, or the fresh made brownies, or the peanut butter and the bananas, all the things right, right, right. that you associate with the decadence of Elvis, I found fascinating. And we would go, I remember traveling to Graceland to do a live radio show outside of Graceland mm-hmm. on the 10th anniversary of Elvis's death. And it was just a mob. It was a zoo. It was insane. It was celebrities dropping by to get on Radio Row and all these dozens of radio stations broadcasting from across the street of Graceland. It was insane. And I met Barbara Eden that way because she was, shows up and is doing the... She was like, you know, I met Elvis. And I'm like, okay. All right. Get on, put on the headphones. We're talking to you next. <laughs> <laughs> so I love all that, that nonsense. Um, and when I was uh, out in Oak Ridge the other day, uh, after the Lavender Festival, mm-hmm. we wanted to take grandson Artie to get some lunch. And I know that there's a hot dog joint in Solway, and they have the Elvis hot dog. And I thought this would be perfect for Artie, and I wanted to see how he'd react. Because he won't eat a regular hot dog. It's not that he... I mean, he'll eat some meat, but for the most part, something like hot dogs don't appeal to him. It's like the taste or anything. So I get a classic... For myself, New York dog, which is spicy brown mustard and sauerkraut. And it tasted like my childhood. It tasted what I remembered, you know, stadium hot dogs at being like in New York when I was, yeah. I grew up in New York. I don't know if I mentioned that to you, but I did. I didn't know that. And it's New York suburbs. So that's all my, my area. But the Elvis hot dog, uh, I, we order one for, El, uh, for Artie. And I'm like, well, do you want the regular Elvis or do you want the deluxe? And he says, I'll take the deluxe. Well, the waitress, I had mentioned to her last week, I said, I'm coming back with the, the kid who's going to eat the Elvis hot dog. And she, and she recognized us, remembered us. And I don't know if she put some extra on it or she just made it special or she just made it just, it was, it, she comes out, the deluxe Elvis. What is a deluxe Elvis dog? And um, imagine not one, but two hot dog buns, which I wasn't expecting, with peanut butter on them. Yeah. And then a, an enormous banana that has been split. <laughs> 
like a banana split, but this banana was so big that each half of it was the size of like a regular banana. So now you've got two hot dog buns with a bed of peanut butter and two banana, each has it with a banana half in it, and then marshmallow sauce, and that's the regular. Then to make it a deluxe, you add chocolate syrup and peanuts, whole peanuts on top. And he just dives right into it with a knife and a fork. He said, this is the best hot dog I've ever had. (laughs) He was so happy. It's like a banana split with bread. Yeah, I think we have a picture. Oh, I think I'll see. I'll delicious. see if I can put up Lily like uh, put up a photo. Um, I'm assuming. I think we. I don't know. I, I have a feeling we sent it to his mother anyway. I don't know if it was the smart move or not, but <laughs> I, like, I can't remember what my wife did with the picture. Look what he's eating. While he's with did you send me the picture? Oh, I can't remember what she did with the photo of the the Elvis hot dog. I'll have to find it and, and show you. Put it on the screen. Oh, I would love that. Because yeah. I know I have it of just him, his eyeballs. Oh, that's what I did with it. Once I start talking about it, I can remember where I where I've saved the picture because there's just too many. That sounds good. I would. There's I too would many pictures, that, you know. I couldn't eat the whole thing. But okay, so here's what I'll show on the screen: is there's Artie and his um, hot dog. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing! And here he is diving in. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll have to go. I there's a. We'll and they have to, the best hot regular hot dogs too. Oh, I have to go there. I, there's a uh, a pizza joint there, uh, Little Nicky's. Yeah, they're next Solway. door. They're next oh, door is it next door? Oh, yeah. we love it. Uh, li- the, the the gentleman who runs Little Nicky's um, uh, calls David New York Dave. Yeah, because 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 we still have our New York um, exchanges on our cell uh, phone. phones on our. Nice. There so you go. the first time he called to order a pizza. Um, uh, who I think well I think his name is David actually well there's yeah there's two guys because Nikki and his wife Dina are have been down in Florida opening up a location down there ah. and uh, so I think the guy who's running the shop locally is a David is yeah. a David we said where from where in New York you you know you got a New York yeah. thing and so now every time he he, got, he makes it he makes it extra extra crispy for us because he knows oh, that we like you can do that yeah I'm gonna, we're the, totally doing that yeah, because yeah. tell him to make um, it a little extra crispy Artie wants to go there for National Cannoli Day. So we should go sometime. Lily right. loves that place. Oh, okay. Lily loves that. Yeah, place. yeah. I mean, it's really it's, it's good. I met them um, somehow. There was an ex New Yorker meetup somewhere. This is several years ago, and they used to, and these guys who um, now run Little Nicky's had a joint. One of the partners had a joint in Lenore City called Brooklyn Pizza, mm. and it was so good. I would occasionally drive to Lenore City to get a slice. But the main reason that got me to come to this meetup was they had someone had imported a case of Drake's cakes. So I could have devil dogs and yodels. You know, I was in I was in one of their commercials. I was I was in a yes. I was in the I was in the devil dog commercial. I didn't, you know what? Now that you were say this, I remember um, you sharing it on social media, and yeah. I was getting all exciting. I ate it. a lot of devil dogs that They're day. So good. They, are, they were really good. I, I mean, some people them. find them um, you know horrifically dry the cake, but that's part of I the charm. Wasn't. You know, you drink the. I mean, compared to. Some well, of the other things sure, you guess. take it with milk, you know. It's just that's yeah. part of the charm of it. I love it. Yeah, it was it was a fun day. I will buy a, a box of those anytime we drive through New York. And I had a hard time not laughing at the 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 guy in the duck suit because he had the he, we were supposed to be having like a birthday <laughs> party. Drake's and he, cakes and Drake's the Drake cakes is a male duck. A, a duck. I did get out of. T- <laughs> she beat me to it. She beat me to it. <laughs> like a goose is a female, a gander is a male. A duck is a female. A drake is Good. a male. Good, I didn't yeah. know that. That's why. Look at that. You learn something. I mean, I think, you, but you also you can use obviously goose for all and duck for all sure, of sure, those sure. fowl. But drake is specifically the male. 
that out. Well, the guy was hysterical, and he would he'd come in and he'd like wiggle his little booty. And we, I, 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 I hated to be that actor that we had to do a couple of takes because I just couldn't hold it together. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was a good time. Well, that's I, I mean, I, that, oh, no, another reason why we're we bombed. Well, let's, we'll talk more about food in the second half of the show because I have to tell you a story about going out to dinner. With with Artie Rocket and with the rest, another another effort where we made, um, you know, figured out a way to to beat the system, and I'll share that with you. But speaking of being an an actor, would you like to hold the skull? Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. I don't know the rest. I should. <laughs> Whether it's nobler in the mind. Anyway, Dr. Bill Bass is the genius of forensic anthropology. And uh, this show is sponsored by BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S, where you can get. Uh, Dr. Bill Bass merchandise autographed by the great doctor like he has signed this skull. And this t-shirt you'll see is the Body Farm t-shirt. His signature is imprinted on the back. Um, and he'll sign um, t-shirts and stuff, but you really have to scotch guard them uh, and never really wear them. If, you know, you don't want it to wear off. But that has um, some of the more popular stuff is that Body Farm stuff. But really, he's known for his books. So he wrote, literally wrote the textbook on human osteology. Um, so that, and he made it spiral so that you can work it with one hand while you're studying a bone in the other hand. That's why it's spiral bound. That was his, the original version was not. So that was an innovation. And this is now, you know, multiple years. So if you're studying the bones, this is your textbook. Or if you want to learn more about the body farm, Death's Acre is one of my favorites because this tells the origin story of the body farm. And the hardcover is out of print, but you can get it through bonezones.com. Don't forget the S and have it autographed and personalized. And there's two, there's also another nonfiction book called Beyond the Body Farm that has the story of exhuming the Big Bopper and uh, so many of the other fabulous stories of when he would go elsewhere in the country and in the world to study. And then there's all the murder mysteries, the Jefferson Bass, where John Jefferson and Dr. Bill Bass teamed up to become the author Jefferson Bass. And this is the first of those murder mysteries, all oh, set where you have Dr. Brockton is this imaginary character who has got the knowledge of Dr. Bass, but the daring do of John Jefferson. So I, I think this so is the one when, when uh, where he, John, in real life, John Jefferson went to a cockfight in Cock County, which would be like a male chicken. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and chewed tobacco and vomited. Well, in the story, Dr. Brockton does all of those things, and people think Dr. Bass, Dr. Bass, did you really go to a cockfight? Did you really kiss a student? He's like, no, no, I didn't do any of that stuff. That's all John Jefferson. <laughs> but you're aware of the body farm. I am very much. When I uh, went to UT uh, as an undergrad, I lived in... Um, Andy Holt Apartments, which are some dorms there on campus, which they tore down. It's For good sad. reason. Yeah. It, it was old. Um, it's sad when all the places that you used to at a college that you haunted or where they've torn them all down. Like, tear, yeah. And uh, also, you know, you've lived a place for a while. And you say, hey, you know where Andy Holt used to be. Yeah. Exactly. Or, 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 or your, whatever yeah. used to be. Yeah. But when I first moved Baptist in. Baptist Hospital used to be. Exactly, right? <laughs> when, when I first moved in, there was, you know, I was like, what's that smell? It's like. Oh well, that's the body farm, and and so from across the, the river, from across the river. Oh. So if the if the wind blew one way, you got the ag campus, which if, is a poo, which is its manure. Own, yeah. Yes, and if the wind blew the other way, you got the body farm. Oh, the sweet smell of that and sweet I, sort of it, yeah. It's not a good sweet. It's a sickly it's sweet. It's a very distinct odor that of decomposition. I, yes, that, that I've never actually been there, but I know exactly what it smells like because I've for like two and a half years. From what I understand, I've never gotten any kind of cremated ashes wet, but from what I understand, that they'll um, 
when you get when you get them wet, you get a bit of that. Uh, no. And the only way to fix it is to go have them re-cremated, go have them, go put them back in the oven. Really? That's, I learned that from Hel- well, one of the people I've met through Dr. Bass is Helen, who runs the crematory down in Blount County. And uh, yeah, so she told me that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Don't get granny wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. And they, well, the reason this even came up, and I'm, I know I'm a little on the bone zones, Jack, but when I took a tour of the crematory, Helen was showing me these um, water soluble urns. They've got these plastic bags that will dissolve in water and these cardboard urns that will dissolve in water, but there's a slight time delay so that they don't dissolve too quickly because you want to make sure it's sunk. Like if you're if you're dumping somebody's ashes in the lake oh, or the like ocean, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, you don't Fair. want you don't want to dump. You don't want to take the bag and like and get on every comedy movie, you know, where Mr. Bean or whomever. Yeah, that's that, don't yeah. do that because first of all, you're going to be grossed out by the bone chunks, but secondly, um, you don't want to touch them. You want to let them in the water and just let let them sink and let nature happen. Take care of it that way. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's part of the reason why they have all this technology to keep you from having to smell that and and touch that. Ugh, you don't want it. Ashes to ashes, dust, dust to, to dust. dust. All right. Bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. I'm not responsible if you forget the S. <laughs> so, um, I, as you know, Catherine Frady uh, is here normally mm-hmm. on the show. And in addition to the podcast, we do these adventures in Blunt and Seymour. Seymour, um, Seymour Smokey's Adventures in um, Sevier County is what I'm trying to say. So uh, we filmed one. When we do these, we'll often do two or three episodes in a day because it's more efficient. Giving away the magic. Well, but um, we did um, two where we went to uh, the island of Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. And we also went to Parrot Mountain, which um, is just gorgeous. Uh, if you like birds, if you're terrified of birds, well, then I can't help you. But it, so they give you, we did this pose for a picture, and you'll see this episode coming up. It'll be, I think this will be the next one I, I get edited. I'm working on it now. Because there's a lot. We did a lot of, um, it's not like this show where we can just sit down and, and sure. chat. There's a lot of cuts and a lot of, you know, take two, got to do that over. So this part here, I want to show you. You'll notice that we've got nine birds on us, okay? So there's, uh, Artie's got three. He's got one in his hands and two on his shoulders. Catherine has three on her arm, and I have... Well, I thought that was a stuffed animal. No, no, these are live parrots. <gasps> these are live birds. That one, too? Yeah, he's trained to Get lay on... This one, that one is trained to lay on his back and, uh, and do that. And then they get a little treat. And the ones on my arm, they're free to walk about. And you'll notice, if, uh, if you see here, there's one. Uh, you can kind of make it out. And you'll see this better when I get the video done. Uh, this cockatoo named Tidy is, is eating my head. Or appears to be eating my head. What what Tidy is doing is licking the sweat off of my forehead because it was close to 100 degrees that day. It was a tasty snack. Yes. So Tidy uh, found my head to be a salt lick. (laughs) So they come and they with the pictures made. They come to collect the birds and they get all of them. Except Tidy then is on one shoulder. Tidy walks around to the other side of my head or on my back, and. It wants to lick that side, and the guy's like, "I gotta get the bird back." I'm like, <laughs> so, but the bird didn't want to go back. So I, we walked around and filmed for another ten minutes with that bird walking around, you know, crawling back and forth between my shoulders just to get as much sweat off just my face. Sheer animal magnetism. As, that's what it was. I, oh, that's good. I like that. I'm gonna put that on the bottom of the screen <laughs> when. <laughs> Why don't we put the episode out? Because the poor bird, I mean, I, I'm just, 
I was soaked in sweat. So we have to bring, you know, have to bring a change of clothes then yeah. to go do the next episode um, at the island, which we picked because we could go inside the air conditioning for a little while. Um, and you'll see those coming up in the weeks ahead. It takes, you know, some time to turn them around. Well, after all of this, Catherine goes home. And we want to get some dinner. We've had a long day in Pigeon mm-hmm. Forge, and it's, it's 6 o'clock now. We've filmed these two episodes. We've been there since, you know, um, noon, I think, at least. And my wife says, we're getting dinner in here. I'm, not, I'm hungry. We're not going to go all the way home. And I'm like, oh, no, you realize that we're in Pigeon Forge. Yeah. It's the tourism capital of the, of the certainly the R area, and, and within a several hundred-mile radius. So... We drive over to the old mill, and, you know, it even says on Google Maps, busier than usual. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> but my favorite one is, as busy as it gets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm looking for one of those. And, and so we drive over to the old mill, because we, we wanted to go there. It's one of those places that's on our short list of, mm-hmm. I figured, yeah, yes, we could go to a national chain, but I don't want to go to a national chain, because I, I don't drive over to Pigeon Forge you know, you know, just Why for you dinner. Sport local business, too. Yeah, sport local business. So the, and the old mill has gotten great reviews from our family members mm-hmm. who've been there, and it's one of the ones that I just haven't gotten to yet. So we, then we're driving around some more, looking for another place. And we end up at the new Guy Fieri's uh, downtown Flavortown, which just had its grand opening. And it was in my brain because uh, the PR people from the island had worked that event when Guy himself had come to town. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I just the parking lot didn't look that full to me. Maybe I was crazy, maybe I misread the circumstances, but I get out of the car and I go walking into Guy Fieri's downtown Flavortown, and they said, oh yeah, it's a two-hour wait. I know. And I'm like, well, of course it's a two-hour wait. I'm here, I'm here on the slowest night of the week, which is a Wednesday, and the... But this place is enormous. It's like bowling and all these activities and things to do. He's got a car. Uh-huh. He's so got his car in there. So, so people that didn't seem well, to be alive. It's like a hard rock cafe sort of situation, like an experience. Yeah. Like some of these places, you can see that there's a line mm-hmm. at the front, of the, like at the, the mill. There's a line out the door. And you're right. like, oh, that's insane. I don't, I don't want to eat there. Um, but the crowd had, was in doing other activities, waiting for their buzzer to go off or their thing. And I text my wife, two-hour wait. And I don't even get a reply. I just see the car pull up in front. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I got a, I got a zig when we got a zag. Because I mean, would you, how long would you, you wouldn't wait? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's from either living in New York for 15 years where, you know, there's, I don't wait for food. I don't, yeah. I, I will not, half hour tops. And that's if somebody else is like, we have to wait. Um, I want to, I want to eat. I much prefer to, I, I'm a cook. I like to cook. Yeah. Um, and if it's too, I'll, I'll be like, no, let's just go home and I'll, I'll, I'll cook something. <laughs> I should cook something for you sometime. Oh, please. I would love that. <laughs> well, when I went to the Lavender Festival the other day, there was, I think, as many people waiting in line to get into Big Ed's for lunch, Big Ed's Pizza, as there were at the festival. I mean, we, we walked through that and it was a mob of people. I'm like, is this the festival? Yeah. No, this is the line to get into Big Ed's Pizza. I know. I remember, um, uh, when I was, when I was doing Spider-Man, um, on Broadway. Our, on Broadway. You should do that every time. Um, on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> um, our stage door was on 43rd Street. And uh, if you went down to uh, 8th Avenue from, from there, that's where the Shake Shack was. And there'd be a line around the block. And I just wanted yeah. to go to all those people and be like, I can name you 
without even thinking hard, sure. 10 other places where you can go and get a burger yeah. that's just as good, if not better, and you're not going to have to stand on yeah, the sidewalk. Yeah, when they opened one of those in D.C., it was the same thing. It was just yeah. the trendy place to go, and everybody wanted to go to the yeah. trendy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I'm, I'm sure Guy Fieri is a fine... I've met him and interviewed I'm him sure before he was famous, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah um, I did a radio interview with him before... Diners, all that stuff. He just he does a lot town. of philanthropy, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's what he was in town promoting at the time. He was in town promoting um, a charitable event that had to do with food, and so I thought it was cool that I got to meet this guy, mm-hmm. who now is Guy. But um, I thought, where else am I going to go? What are we going to do? We got to get food, and I guess I'm at this point. I'm ready to just cave just and go to like Arby's, you know, or yeah. something like that, because you know, there's a guy, it's the same everywhere. There's no wait. But we're in this shopping mall, and I thought, you know. I, Freddie and I have been here before to film an episode about a restaurant that hasn't opened yet. We did a Cinco de Mayo party for a restaurant called um, Azul Cafe that is still under construction. Mm-hmm. But it occurred to me that the distillery that it's associated with, um, Junction 35 Distillery, mm-hmm. it's, it, if on the side it says Junction 35 Distillery in huge letters, and then over here it says End Kitchen. Uh-huh. Wait, wait a minute, End Kitchen. Uh-huh. So I said, let's go over there and just see what it's like all right so we park the car and it's not and we walk in and uh she's like how many we say three she's like okay this way and we sit down and you know some of the hardcore regulars you can see who are there more for the whiskey than the food Mm -hmm. but we ended up having delicious food (laughs) with zero weight and we were so tired and so hot and so exhausted (laughs) and so miserable that you could tell the poor server the waiter he must have felt bad for us i said he says do you want anything to drink because that's what they sell drinks only right just water please he brought us the actual picture, his picture, you know, the silver, the metal, silver metal picture, the real picture, yeah. and just set it on the table. Yeah. And nobody else, I mean, I guess if you would ask, you could have gotten one, but he could tell that we were dehydrated and could barely speak. <laughs> That's a good, well, I used to do, when I was a server, I would do that all the, like, if you could, like, you can just tell, you're like, I'm going to be back and forth here, just, just take, take, take the jug, it's yours. It made me happy. I, yeah. It made me happy. I made us. I made our, our whole evening Hydrate even more to your pleasant. Yeah, so we ended up getting some decent uh, meat. Already got some, you know, kid thing off the kid menu: the chicken nuggets or fingers or whatever. And everybody went home happy and relieved. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> I guess so. That's a good question. They probably don't. No, I don't even think Drakes have fingers, except in the cartoon when you can tell that they're. They're wearing those. So that was uh, my trick for... That's a uh, good trick, though. But they got being, being willing to roll with the punches, and you end up finding these little nuggets of joy that you, would, yes. you wouldn't have gone there for the food. Right, because it's a distillery, but it also happens to have a small yeah. you know, seating area on the other side, and it was quite good. So I'd say go back, you know, and then it seemed to get a little busier later, but, sure, sure, sure. you know, it's more of a bar, you know, big TVs and, a, and actually a drinking bar and all that stuff. But it's uh, it's been a fun challenge with Artie here because of the food that he loves. Mm. You know, I mentioned the Elvis hot dog, mm-hmm. right? How much he loved the uh, the banana with the marshmallow syrup and the peanut butter and the chocolate syrup. Well, I promised him that if my wife cooked out on the grill, that we could do s'mores. Or really, I, I don't even care about s'mores. s'mores. I just like roasting marshmallows. Yes. But I don't have actual regular marshmallows. I've been saving... Well, I don't. I didn't tell him that it was not from this past Easter, but from the Easter before. I didn't tell him that. I just said it was. We saved it from Easter, <laughs> a package of marshmallow peeps, which I love marshmallow peeps, and I currently uh, only have. I don't think I have an emergency stash in the house barely anymore, because we decided we would take them out to the fire and roast them. Did they go up like a? 
Oh, they're so good. It's imagine like a brulee. Oh yeah, cause because the sugar coating yeah, if, on the outside. You, you can burn it, you can ruin them, but if you if you toast them in such a fashion, or actually if you you can do it over the stove, or you have, have one of those little brulee guns. Yeah. If you do it, so that all you're doing is caramelizing the sugar and making a crust on the outside, and then the and if you do it over the heat just right, you're softening the marshmallow on the inside mm-hmm. and hardening the crust on the outside to get that 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 experience, right? Well, so that's all nice. I need. I don't need anything. But Artie says, well, where are the graham crackers? I'm like, He's they're, a purist. They're in the house. I said, and he says, and the chocolate. I said, we don't even have any chocolate. I think I ate all the, I'm pretty sure I ate all the chocolate <laughs> that was in the house while my wife was out of town. <laughs> and by pretty sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you're think, pretty and you're sure. Yeah. I, um, I empty, we had a few chocolate chips left from holiday baking that are gone now. I, <laughs> I took them. What did I do with them? I think I mixed them into a, a, a like with my figs or something like that. I don't even know. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was insane. So um, I, what I, I said, go inside the house. And I said, we don't have any chocolate bars, but we might have some Hershey's syrup. Mm-hmm. So he oh. comes. <laughs> I know. I know. This he is com- about to get messy. And yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he comes out with the graham crackers. And at this point, I've put two toasted um, peeps on the paper plate but they've solidified to the plate you can't get them off the plate so we have to start so i just have to basically just you know eat them break them off so i make new ones and they go on the graham cracker uh and i, I close it up he said well now you got it there's no chocolate so he starts pouring the chocolate sauce around the corner sides of it and then the next one he just wants to pour the chocolate on the roasted peep and put the lid on it and again it's getting on his shirt it's getting we're doing it outside at least down. i did yeah <laughs> We were outside up in the garden, so I was able just to, you know. <sighs> but it was delicious. I mean, that does sound good to me. The peep without anything else was enough. I tried one with the chocolate syrup and the and the graham cracker, and I'm like, well, it's okay, but it takes away from what I wanted, which was yeah. that uh, what I described to the the crusty sugar and the soft marshmallow. Have you tried some of the new flavors that they had? I hmm, I guess I technically tried one. But I'm not a fan of, and it might be one that it would be okay. There's probably one out there that I'd be okay with. Mm-hmm. But I like the regular plain. Just the plain? You know, we so tried, much. We did a little, Lillian and I like to do um, taste test challenges. Like we'll get, uh, we'll, we'll go to a supermarket or something and we'll get different things that we've not tried, like snack foods and yeah, things, yeah, and, yeah. and do the, you know, and taste, taste this that and that. That sounds fun. It is. It's a good time. And we did that with the Peeps this past year. We did, what there was the tropical ones. Yes. And there was the birthday cake. Yeah, see, those to me look like they're probably cloyingly sweet. They like, over actually, the I liked them better. They were, no. I don't know if it's, here's, the, here's my theory, though, because they're new, they're fresher. <laughs> Okay. Like they only make so many of them, you know. They're 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 not like packaging <laughs> the ones from last year. Touching them and see if they exactly. bounce back. Well, we tried the um, uh, the cinnamon ones, the the red hots. Yeah. Uh, also, because that same company makes Mike and Ike's. And yeah. Red also hots, tasty. They really? were good. I liked really? them. Really. Yeah. See, and I guess there was a time where it was the the equation was flipped, and you could get Peeps flavored things. Mm-hmm. So up in the I was up north and near a Seven Eleven, and they had a marshmallow peeps flavored slurpee and everyone says you got to try it because you love marshmallow peeps no it was disgusting that sounds awful because peeps taste like they taste right trying to make that as an artificial 
additive. You, it doesn't work because really. it doesn't. They don't really taste like anything. They just taste like sugar. Yeah. So you don't have to create a Peeps flavor. There isn't really not much flavor to them. It's it's all about the sweetness and the texture. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. So when you have a Slurpee, which is a frozen ice, and you're trying to make it taste like sugar with more sugar, yeah, it was horrible. So I guess that's why I'm turned off on the idea of. Flavored peeps or peeps flavored, both yeah. directions. The only one that I didn't like was we tried. There was one that was, um, it was a coffee. It was like it was like yeah. a Dunkin' Donut coffee flavored one. And those were or cappuccino yeah, or yeah. something like I that. Can pa- I, and I can picture them and because they, they weren't they 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 were not very good. But the other ones were good. Do you remember Kristen Farley who used to be on the news um, mm-hmm. on Channel Six? And her daughter is a theater kid, by the way. We'll talk about her in a minute uh, off the show. But um, she, like me, is a peeps. Diehard peeps, and she'll like all of them. And all the ones you're describing, I've seen her post pictures of them mm-hmm. because she's tried them and, and enjoys most of them. And, yeah. and you know, you look at someone like that, and you're like, how can you eat a peep? I, I eat white three peeps. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't seem fair. <laughs> it's the sweet. Lillian loves. She's she's got a big old sweet tooth. She yeah. loves. She loves sweet stuff. Yeah. So it does sound like uh, my grandson Artie and your daughter Lillian have. A lot, I, I, a lot I think I get along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gotten along great with you, and I appreciate you sitting in for some episodes. Oh, I and would. Thank there will you be for more opportunities me. if you're welcome to come back. I if you're so inclined, to. we'd yeah. love to have you. Because um, Frady has got, I mentioned, she's got uh, multiple jobs. So in addition to after Opera Louisiane, she's got to go to Coastal Carolina University, and uh, she's directing and teaching. That's wonderful. I think a Carmen Knot production, I think, is That's what's what, there. That's um, what Dave's doing in Santa Fe right now. Is a Carmen. That's fancy. Yeah. Um, is anything? You know what? Let's, excuse me while I do a little bit of opera talk. I got, <laughs> I got so excited the other night because um, PBS said they were going to show a Rigoletto. Mm-hmm. And it was some version of it where it's set in like 1920s Germany or 1930s Germany, some oh. kind of like, you know, pre World War II, you know, Gestapo, mm-hmm. blah, 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 bad setting. But for whatever reason, somebody made a mistake and kept and put out the photo that went with the story. Was the Vegas Rat Pack version which, of Rigoletto, which is David. what Dave was in, yeah, and it was so good, and I, and I would watch that again, and you know, anytime, yeah. So I wonder if I can find that. You might be able to if it's on PBS uh, Great Performances. You might be it able to might see that. be, or if you have the the, the, the Met Opera, the HD um, online, I think yeah. they may have. Well, you certainly can get it if you pay for Met Opera on demand. Sure. Um, but I pay for PBS on demand. Okay, how many things can I pay for, Laura yeah. Beth? I mean, this is. I saw a thing not too long ago that was talking about how we're sort of like getting back. You know, the whole point of all the streaming was to get away from cable. The, the bundles, and now, yeah. like, now we're sort of right back where we started. And, well, yeah, and, because yeah. we were paying, you know, we looked at our cable bill and, and thought, oh, I don't want to pay, you know, some people paying $100 a month. So you, now you look at how much you're paying each of the individual services, it's right back up to $100 yeah. a month. So you've got to get rid of something. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm not a huge, I, I had not ever really seen an opera when Dave and I met. Um, I had been <laughs> had, in, like most people, really. <laughs> like, uh, but I've 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 gotten pretty good, and he's pretty good to tell me. He'll be like, "Yeah, you can skip this one," or "Oh, this one's going to be really great. Um, you'll you'll like this one." And 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 he does his he does his thing where he gives me the 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 brief. Well, it's not the day nothing happened. The day nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one that I really enjoyed. I really I really liked that yeah. regular. Yeah, if, um, if you can imagine, like a character who resembles you know Sinatra and Dean Martin and. Uh, the Rat Pack, uh, Joey Bishop, and even like a, 
a schleppy comedian who's kind of like a Rodney Dangerfield ish, mm-hmm. I guess, or Don Rickles ish is the Rigoletto character, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so good. It was, it was a lot yeah. of fun. I liked yeah. it. I think some of the opera, pur- op- opera purists were not. We're not happy, but well, I'm not sang, one of those people. But they sang all the same words and the same notes right. and the same music. I mean, if you closed your eyes, you would not know. But I think it's an interesting thing, too, like being a theater person where, you know, you have revivals where they, compl- they really change the concept are yeah. much more common yes. and, and sort of accepted uh, than in than opera. in the opera world. Yeah. I think it's a, very much like, oh, well, it has to be... Yeah, this yeah, is this the is score, the does, and, and this is what yeah. the musicians are going to play, so you better sing this. Yeah. We're not going to go yeah. changing the, you know, Verdi's music around. Oh, yeah, that's a song. <laughs> Kiki D and Elton John, <laughs> which <laughs> turns up often on my little radio station that I work for. Um, I'd rather hear that than Billy Joel, I'll tell you that. <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> I almost closed out the show by saying, 104.9 Lake FM, thanks for listening. But uh, if you do like listening to things, I hope you'll also check out Audible, where you can try just th- tens of thousands of audiobooks, and there's always new ones, constantly new ones. Um, I would, do you know Jeffrey Shearer? He's a local I do, actor. yeah. He has, is voicing an audiobook now. I am amazed. I do voiceover uh, a lot, but I'm I'm a short form like commercial yeah, kind of person. People that's hard. who do I have other a lot of friends that do the audiobooks and and I am amazed <sighs> by that. Work. And I love listening to them as well. Yeah, I well, listen to them when I walk. There you go. Well, that's a great thing with Audible. Get audibletrial.com slash show. You help support us when you just get the 30-day free trial for a premium membership where you get all the benefits of premium membership, including that one credit for one MP3 download per month. So during your first 30 days, you get it. Download something that you keep forever regardless of whether you stick with Audible or not. You can still get that MP3 as their gift to you. But they're confident that you're going to want to stream audiobooks, custom entertainment podcasts like this on all your different devices, whether you're in the car, whether you're taking a walk, whether you're laying in bed, whether you've got the Amazon Alexa going, or you got the app on your phone, on your... I think there's even a... And you know all the different fire tablets and and sticks and all the different Amazon products, which I don't have those. I got you know the app and I got the the Alexa, which mm-hmm. they works great on those and saves your place across devices like a bookmark. That's nice. So it's good times. AudibleTrial.com slash Frank and Friends show. And uh, if you're so moved and if you want to uh, remember this moment with Laura Beth Wells forever with a commemorative mug. Or some other uh, piece of merchandise. We have these little wine tumblers. We have uh, pint glasses. We have, uh, of course, the the beach towel, which is I've done enough with the beach towel, I think, for today. Um, and the <laughs> the hats, the the bucket hats, all these weird things. T-shirts, tank tops. There's a flowy tee. I call it for the ladies. Ooh. A kind of flowy tee where you can get the the logo. Uh, go to Frank and Friends show.com slash store and we appreciate your support on that you can also find links to all of our uh, past episodes if we need to get caught up by or just subscribe smash that button for notifications <laughs> on our youtube channel uh and tell your friends about it we do appreciate that very much because that's uh, one another way we can try to monetize this and, and buy more batteries for laura beth's microphone um is when you uh subscribe and, and get us over that a thousand subscriber hump we're just in that stuck in that 666 subscriber rut for a while. Nobody wants to, Nobody wants to. <laughs> be the one to subscribe. Won't you be our one? Please, please. Or be, actually be 10, 10 of you. Just get on there, just get us past it. Once we get past that hurdle, there'll be another one down the road. Uh, but we got to get to 1,000 on YouTube to reach another, the next plateau of YouTubeness. 
So that's the YouTube Venus. I know we made we're making progress. Just I to, love it. I just I thought it would take less time than this. Um, it is the Frank and Friends show. The lovely Laura Beth Wells. We can find out more about you on your. Uh, uh, is it eponymous website? Is that how you would say that? Sure. Self named website. Oh, self named. That's a fancy word for. I know it's one of those ones that I've seen in um, writing, but I, I don't ever really hear anyone ever else pronounce it. My website it. that I'm terrible about updating. I have to be better about. Oh that. yes. Well, it's still it's, it's recent. It's got some stuff. It says it, it mentions Patsy always it Patsy does, Klein so. on there, so that's recent. Um, you can find Please, or look her up on the socials, or better yet, go see her in a play. Right. Yeah. You're gonna have stuff coming up. I hope. Right. Uh, I should do. I'm, uh, the fall is congealing. So we'll, we'll see what the follow Yes, looks that's like. why I got you here now, because you've got the free time. You say, Laura Beth sends me her schedule. She says, well, I've got to, you know, while Lily's at camp and David's doing opera, I'm, I'm kind of free week. But, uh, or you can wait until, and basically it would have been um, mid-October or November before you get a, <laughs> another breath in your schedule. So I thought, now, please, we'll do it now. Do it now. Well, I'm delighted that we did. Um, it is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Laura Beth Wells. And we'll talk to you again next time.